constipation, hemorrhoids, varicose veins. Most people regard a problem with this part of the body as something shameful, something to be hidden. They rarely talk openly about pain and discomfort caused by distress in the lower bowel. In spite of this secrecy, more kinds of painful sufferings are located in this 8-foot segment of rhythm tubing than emanate from any other part of the body. Some of the problems are merely nuisances while others are life-threatening. But one thing that can be said for certain is that none of them need to be tolerated as a normal part of life. Constipation means different things to different people. I have met people who tell me that they move their balls only once in every 6 to 12 days and then only with the help of a strong laxative and they accept this as pattern as normal because they know nothing else. Would you accept this as normal bowel function if you had experienced only this sequence since childhood? Bowel activity associated with good health does vary considerably among normal people. For some movement, once every two days may be normal and others may have three or more stools a day and be in perfect health. The criteria I use for deciding what is normal is that the stool should be moderately soft and easy to pass without pain or strain. The accumulation of feces between movements should not reach the point where severe bloating of the intestine and discomfort occur. Constipation happens when the stool is hard, small or pelletized so to speak and requires physical effort before it passed. Under such demands, the abdominal muscles must contract. A deep breath must be held as a diaphragm to force downward. This creates strong internal abdominal pressures to help force the contents out of the colon. This additional force from straining is necessary because the pressure from the contraction of the colon wall is inadequate to evacuate the compacted fecal mass. One mistakenable sign of this physical effort is that the muscles of the neck and face tense up as you strain to evacuate. If you would see it, you'll notice that your face turns red too, but most people don't realize the permanent and destructive changes results from these powerful muscle forces even if they don't persist for very long. Veins in your legs are damaged by the straining created by the muscular activity needed for a difficult bowel movement. Balls are located at the frequent intervals along the course of the leg veins. They help the blood to rise to the heart in a step ladder fashion against the forces of gravity. These balls are stretched and damaged by the high pressure that are required to move small hard dry stools. The wall soon becomes incapable of holding up the blood. Without walls in good working order, a four foot column of blood presses on the lower veins all day long. One result of this unrelieved pressure is varicose veins. The torture blue, the tortuous blue worms, which detract so much from the appearance of a person's leg, often causing pain and sometimes ulcers. Similar to varicose vein, in a causation if not location are hemorrhoids. All kinds of myths are associated with these painful nuisances. Probably you have heard people say that they got theirs from sitting on cold toilet seats or from having babies. The veins that become hemorrhoids are located in the very last parts of the intestinal tract called the rectum and the anus. These veins of the 
terminus of the gut performs the important function of making a tight seal there by means of blood filled cushions to prevent feces and gas from leaking out of the intestine the seal is actually a double one and consists of two rows of veins the higher row at the end of the rectum is called internal hemorrhoids veins and the lower row those in the anus are covered by skin and are called external hemorrhoid veins underlying these veins is a powerful muscle which acts as a primary regulator in the passage of feces and is therefore of great social as well as physical importance the hemorrhoid veins in the rectum suffer a fate similar to the veins in the legs after years of straining at stool when each time veins are filled beyond their normal capacity stretching them like over inflated balloons they become permanently dilated and hang out of the rectum now they are persistent and painful bulges with the further troublesome symptoms of bleeding and itching this same straining causes the anal muscles to be pushed outward eventually they become displaced from the normal internal positions and contribute to the painful part to hemorrhoid problems pregnancy can increase the hemorrhoid complications since the uterus may lie on the veins in the pelvis and cause hemorrhoids to be enlarged however the temporary situation does not cause the permanent anal ruination that results from chronic constipation the best example of the overwhelming influence of a starch based diet in pre- preventing and problems anal problems even in pregnancy is presented by african women who often have as many as 10 babies and yet remain free of troublesome hemorrhoids throughout life all of us ask for love from each other our beings are beggars asking somebody to give us love the wife asks for love from the husband the husband asks for love from the wife the mother asks from the son the son asks from the mother friends ask friends for love all of us ask for love from one another without realizing that the friend from whom we are asking for love is himself asking for love from you you are like two beggars standing in front of each other holding your begging bowls as long as someone is asking for love he cannot be capable of giving love because the asking for love is an indication that there is no source of love within him otherwise why should he have to ask for love from the outside only a person who has risen above the need of asking for love can give love love is a sharing it is not begging love is an emperor it is not a beggar love knows only giving it does not know anything about asking do we know love the love which is asked for cannot be love and remember the one who asks for love will never get love in this world one of the essential laws one of the eternal laws of life is that one who asks for love never gets it ever love comes only to the door of the house from where the hankering for love has disappeared 
Love starts showering on the house of one who has stopped asking for love, but on the house of one who is still hankering for love, no rains will fall. Love will not flow towards an asking heart. The asking heart does not have the kind of receptivity that makes it possible for love to enter. Only a sharing heart, a giving heart has the kind of receptivity for love to come to his door and say, open the door, I have come. Has love ever knocked at our doors? No, because as yet we have not been able to give love. And remember that whatever we give comes back to us. One of the eternal laws of life is that whatever we give comes back to us. Osho.